Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tempe This Week, the podcast. I am so excited today. It is our Tempe Festival of the Arts show. We are here today with Kate Porter from Downtown Tempe and Tempe Festival of the Arts. Kim DeMerritt with Downtown Tempe and Tempe Festival of the Arts. Co-host. Mamie mural artist and we have our music today by justin stewart um also known as shock stamacom dj justin stewart thank you for coming today getting us in the mood getting everything going so our featured local business today is the salted knot very excited about trying their pretzels soon yay can't wait so the Tempe Festival of the Arts is this weekend in downtown Tempe. Weather is going to be amazing. It brings together creative people from all over the country to show off their beautiful jewelry and their handcrafted arts and all the things and their pet goods. I love watching the dogs in particular. <laughs> Twice a year we have this. More than 150,000 people coming to the festival to feel the energy, buy gifts, do all the things. And we are so lucky to have Kate and Kim with us today to talk about what we can expect Roy, take it away. So I have here Kate Borders with uh, Downtown Tempe, and we're going to talk about the festival this weekend. So how long has the festival been going on? Talk to us about some of the history. Well, first, I just want to thank you guys for having us today. And Chris, I love the woo-woo around the pretzels. I can't wait to try the pretzels. And I will say the pretzels have been at our event in the past. And Kim, are they going to be there this time? They will be. So great tie-in. Did you know that? Just for the note, she's smiling when she said pretzels. Okay. Like there's a smile that jumps on her face. Because I even see cheese sauce in the background. (laughs) So... All right. So we we knew that Salted Knot was going to be at the festival, and so we're going to say a few kind words about them, but they are giving away some pretzels. Oh, my gosh. So people, if you listen all the way through the podcast, you can win some. All right, guess that's coming later. I'll get back to your question. Yes. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, the history. (laughs) So the festival started... The uh, At the time, Mill Avenue was a lot of artists and merchants and makers. And, I mean, they were candle makers. And we've all seen photos from the, the beginning days of the festival. There was an artist that took old denim and turned it into purses. There was a leather worker, a lot of stuff like that in, you know, in downtown and on Mill Avenue. And so the idea was that all these merchants would come out onto the street. So it started about 55 years ago, which is crazy. It's the wow. longest festival in our state. And it was exactly that. It was people that were businesses downtown who wanted to sell more. And so they made a festival. And it's grown a lot since then. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about the growth. Uh, So we know now there are about 300 vendors, 150,000 people attend. Uh, So this is a big deal. This is not a a small uh, undertaking now. So let's talk about the impact and the growth and the economic impact that this festival has on the city. Yeah. Well, there's actually 375 artists. And then, Kim, how many food vendors do we have? About 30 food vendors. 
And then we have a stage and entertainers. So there's a huge impact, which I kind of want to start with, for the artists. I mean, how many working artists have an opportunity to really meet their audience and their customers and sell directly to consumers. And for a, someone going to the festival, you get to meet the artist that made this painting or this, you know, that took this photograph or made this jewelry and you get to talk to them about their process. So it's a really great, unique way for us to, if, and if you think about it, this like harkens back to the earliest of days when there were markets and you got to meet the person that grew your food. And I don't know, I feel like it's something that's that's really kind of pure and wonderful that we get to do yeah. for the community. Definitely not like shopping on Amazon. No, or even going <laughs> to the mall, right? Like it's a totally different experience. Yeah. And then to take that a step beyond, I mean, so all these artists now, they're not just from Mill Avenue, they're from all over the country. Mm. And so they come in, they rent hotel rooms, they're eating in our restaurants. So we got this number from Tempe Tourism. Thank you to a uh, little shout out to Tempe Tourism that around $11 million comes into our community for this. So it's a big deal to Tempe it's a huge deal. and to these artists. So we think it's great. Awesome. So um, obviously, as you just said, meeting the actual artists and their work. Talk to us about some of your experiences. I mean, give us a personal story of something that that you've seen, an experience that you've had, or um, uh, give us a, a practical story. And either one, we can go to either one of you. Uh, Kim, do you have to, a personal story you want to share? I have. I, I'm happy to as well. Um, so one story that happened recently at a festival is we have an area for kids block and. Uh, children can submit a piece of art to be on display at our youth art exhibit. And there was a gentleman that um, was asking about picking up his art at the end of the festival for his child to be a little bit more convenient. And at the same time, our staff was walking over there to meet this parent. Someone uh, interrupted our staff and said, I'd like to buy this piece of artwork. And they pointed out the artwork that happened to be the parent uh, or the artwork from the other parent that was wanting to take it home. So the festival goer got to meet the child that created the artwork. So not only are people oh, wow. able to have interactions with professional artists, there's opportunities like that. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I would say, so I've had the pleasure for the last seven years or so to be, you know, we kind of divide and conquer on our team and we all do different roles within the festival. And I've been managing the artists. So direct contact with all of these artists. There, we have probably 3,000 in our database, and different ones come to every festival. And there are so many connections to these people and learning about their artwork and going in and talking to them about how they got started and what they, you know, what drew them to the form, the category that they're working in, the medium, um, and their techniques is fantastic. But then also seeing them connect to the audiences in Tempe generationally, like working with, they'll, they'll have the same people come back and shop from them every festival for 10, 20 years. We have an artist that's been coming for over 30 years to the festival. So there's a history with these artists and our community. Wow. So let's talk about a few uh, particulars. What What is the schedule of the festival? I'll let Kim take that one. Sure. So the festival is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Start each morning at 10 a.m. and it goes till 5.30 each evening. Awesome. Awesome. And... The is there a lineup, a specific lineup that you want to highlight of performances uh, taking place? Yeah, we have a variety of performances. We have over 50 musicians that will be at the festival. Um, they can all be found on our website, but we have a stage at Centerpoint Plaza along with um, a variety of other musical spots near the food vendors at Fifth and Mill. And for those listening and they may not know the website, what is the website? It is TempeFestivalTheArts.com. 
Awesome. Chris, you excited about the festival? So I am so excited about this festival for so many reasons. Um, we were talking earlier about Chris is excited salt. about the food. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I am, I am hungry right now. I am really excited because one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite Tempe entrepreneurial stories has um, provided us the snack for today. And they are a vendor at the Tempe Festival for the Arts. And it's the Salted Knot. So I'm just going to share this story. They couldn't be here today because, fingers crossed, they might be getting a new location, brick and mortar. Um, Really, really exciting if that happens. But Maria and Chad uh, got started during the pandemic. Um, Maria is a concert photographer, and during the pandemic, there were no concerts. And with money being a little tight around the holidays, she and Chad decided that they would make homemade pretzels as holiday gifts for everybody. Well, they were loved so much, everyone told them, you need to start a business. So out of their Hudson Neighborhood Park home, they started crafting pretzels by first the dozens and then by the tens of dozens and now by the hundreds of dozens. And they even provided them to the Super Bowl for their VIP bags. And we get to have them at like Second Sundays and Festival of the Arts. And they brought us these soft ginormous pretzels like you get at the mall that are so delicious and we're going to pass them around to everybody so we can all take a try. They also have this amazing like I don't know how to describe it but it's like cream cheese with um, powdered sugar and heavenly deliciousness that comes along with the sweet ones. And they do these bagel bites too. Anyway, we're super proud of Maria and Chad. Um, it, it truly is a great Tempe success story. Um, Kate, it's got to make you feel good. I mean, you have played a role in helping somebody's business succeed. And that is something that, that, that's really something that you can say a lot of at Second Sundays and Festival of the Arts. These are people who maybe just got, you know, just got started and maybe they're thinking about going full-time. Maybe they are full-time career. Um, but the Festival of the Arts and Second Sundays gives people those opportunities. Yeah, and I think... We saw a lot during the pandemic when people couldn't connect with one another, how important this was. You know, the festival is, and all of these opportunities where artists can sell in a market environment is how they make their money. And if they don't have that, they're really struggling. So, you know, it kind of, I for me, hit home that what we do really does give people a living. I mean, it's how they support their kids. And it's also how our businesses get a lot of bumps from you know these big events that take place. So we have businesses that have told us that over the years they've said they've been able to survive because of the income and the traffic that comes to downtown during events. So yeah, I think it's it's a success story all around. And if if we weren't doing it, I don't know who would, but we're just glad to play a role. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's become so much a part of the Tempe tradition that people count on the Festival of the Arts to buy their gifts. I personally buy these wonderful soup mixes every year. My dad wants the cheese soup that Coyote uh, Seasoning sells. It's like, go get it. Go get, like, buy bags. I want that. Um, you know, so. And and then there's, like, the jewelry and the art and all the other fun things. But, Kim, it's got to take a ton of organization it to does. put this yeah. on. What so we start, because we do this twice a year, we really, the festival ends and the next week we start planning the next one already, thinking about what can we do to improve and make it a better experience for everyone that attends. Um, but then, yeah, we are working on it just throughout the year. 
There's an opportunity to be involved with painting a permanent street mural on 6th and Mill, right beneath the windows of our Tempe 11 studio. (laughs) We've got you here. We want you to talk about it. Keelan, tell us all about your beautiful sunflower on 6th. We're painting uh, a street at the end of 6th Street. It's a roundabout. um, And we're painting a giant sunflower. um, And it's going to be a bright orange and yellow Um, And people can come. We have a number of assistants that are helping, but um, people can sign up and have an opportunity to try to paint a mural themselves. Um, We have, like, specific colors. It's kind of a paint-by-number. We allow about seven people per hour, um, and they'll be paired up with an assistant, um, and they'll know exactly where to paint and what to do. And this is just a part of the City of Tempe's Adaptive Streets Project. Um, We want community members to understand um, there's these grants for neighborhoods right now, so they can do um, painted streets. They found that painted streets um, help bring more awareness to cars. Um, you know, City of Tempe, it's a very mixed-use transportation space where we have um, pedestrians and bike riders and scooter riders, skateboarders, and cars. And so we want to make sure that everyone on the street is safe. And so part of this adaptive streets is having painted streets to help cars slow down, become more aware of their environment, and neighborhoods can um, get grants to um, have these painted streets and community members from the neighborhoods will paint the streets. They'll be paired up with an artist, an artist of the neighborhood's choice, and then the artist will kind of lead the paint and then all the community members can come and paint. So that's what we're doing in practice at the festival is, you know, we've designed a mural, the giant sunflower, and then people can come and participate and be a part of it. And if you don't want to get messy, because it, it's a bit of a messy job, um, if you don't want to get messy, you can just come and watch and um, see the progress throughout the festival. Um, we have three days to paint. Um, it's a, about a 50-foot radius um, flower with uh, probably, I think, a 50-foot stem, I think, something like it's It's ginormous. Um, and we have uh, three days to do it in. Um, so it should be lots of fun. So it sounds like there's a great opportunity to bring the kids for family to to paint together uh, with with your assistants. 15 and over okay. are able okay, to that's participate. Important. Yeah, just because of the type of paint we're using. We just want to make sure that everyone's safe. Um, but yeah, everyone can come in and watch. I mean, the great thing about this program is this is in its infancy right now. We're testing paint. We're making sure it's environmentally friendly, but at the same time has longevity to last for a while on the streets. Um, but this does open a whole avenue to artists in the future that, you know, the city of Tempe is a vibrant place for all these different types of artists. And so now all these other artists are going to have these opportunities to work with neighborhoods and design their own projects with the neighborhoods which is super cool so tell us the uh time that and where people can come meet you okay so we're just at the end of sixth street um we're kind of by slices um and casa um and so they can come over the whole area is um, roped off so if you're not painting you can just stand outside the rope and then we will have kind of a front desk or a front tent area um, some people will be there to just give it hand out information and discuss the project and then that's where you can come and sign up if you want to paint as well awesome 
And I mean, talk about an amazing weekend. So we've got the Festival of the Arts. We've got Keelan Street Mural happening, part of the Adaptive Streaks project. And then we also have J.R. Steiner finishing a mural over on college. So it's literally like art coming alive all around our downtown this weekend. And I just can't wait to see people's reactions to all of this live activity not to mention the stuff that's part of the festival, like the chalk art that's happening. I mean, we have all these chalk muralists that come in and chalk muralists and create incredible works during the time of the festival. So it's not just buying stuff, it's seeing all of this take shape. And there is so much going on in downtown Tempe. Anyway, we have the Refresh Tempe program going on. So this is only the beginning of what you're going to be able to see. We're putting in new lighting. We're putting in some new streetscapes. Um, there is all kinds of activity happening in the downtown just to refresh it, reinvigorate it, and make it better than it already is. So this is just part of that project. Um, Kim, you mentioned there's going to be more than 50 musicians at the festival this year. We have DJ Justin Stewart here who's going to be at the festival. This is your fourth year? This is my fourth time. Fourth time. Yeah. Um, what do you love about it? What's What's exciting to you? Um, it's just really exciting to see all the people out and walking around and be able to, like, touch on some audiences that you m may not normally see, but it's just it's just the excitement of the festival. I mean, I've been going to the festival ever since I moved to Tempe back in the early 2000s, so to finally get to the point where I can be part of it and partake, and there's so many great musicians you get to meet, plus, like, all the DJs over at the um, Hayden Vinyl Station, where we're spinning all vinyl all weekend, is super fun, and it's great to see people like sticking to the craft with DJing and going pure vinyl and everything. Even knowing I don't, knowing I'm digital here today, for the most part, still have my turntables, but it's still great seeing like those other great DJs and plus just all the great musicians. I mean, the bookings there are amazing, and it's just so many great Tempe artists and longtime artists to see. What got you started in music? What what inspires you? Um, I started when I was three or four, um, started taking, well, not taking lessons, but getting piano and organ lessons from my grandfather. Um, he is a very accomplished musician. My parents were very into music, but not so much musicians themselves. Um, and that just like went through junior high and high school, being in band, being in various rock bands, like in college and whatnot, started DJing in Detroit in 97. It's just the right time to be a techno DJ in Detroit. Um, every, <laughs> I always joke that everyone and their brother has set turntables at that point in Metro Detroit, that area. So it was just a super exciting time to be getting into electronic music and rediscovering old school hip hop and electro funk and all sorts of new genres coming out and music in general at that time. So it was just super exciting to get involved. And I like to try to carry on that condition, um, that tradition. Um, and that's something I like about the Festival of the Arts. I get a chance to maybe expose someone to a song that they've never heard or a song they haven't heard in 25 years that they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good memory. Top three musicians that you fell in love with? Oh, wow. At the festival? At the Anywhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> Top three musicians that I fell in love with. Um, wow. Open question. That, that's, a, that's a tough question. Um Normally, why I say back to that, I'd usually say what genre, but I'll, I'll pull some some uh, ideas out of here. Um, you know, I love DJ Shadow. He's probably what got me into DJing. Um, I'm a big Radiohead fan. Um, just growing up as a Gen Xer, like, you can't escape Radiohead, and it's great. And there's an Icelandic band called uh, Sigurus. Um, totally into him, totally in love with him, been into him for a long time, really love that post um 
post-rock uh, kind of shoegaze stuff. Love it. Um, but locally, I really want to, like, call out um, the Paper Foxes. They're at the first Fox and Peacock. They've been at other Tempe events. And I love those guys. They're super talented. If you have a chance to see them in town, go check them out. Same with, obviously, Playboy Man Baby. I mean, if you have a chance to see them in town, check it out. It's super fun. So. Awesome. So you're not just a musician, though. You're not just a DJ. You actually serve on the Tempe Arts and Culture Commission. What kinds of what kinds of opportunities do festivals and events like this provide for all the different bands that are in town? Um, I think it just gives that opportunity to like play to some larger um, crowds. I mean, it's tough to go on a Tuesday night as a local band and maybe you get ten people, and you can be the biggest draw in the area in the area, and you're still <laughs> that's just sometimes the battles of being a local band. So to have that audience built in. Um, the excitement of the event in general, like you can always feed off of like the crowd, the audience, the people learning about you. So I think that's just really fun to get out there and um, just have that benefit of, I hate saying exposure because we're, they're also getting paid. So I, it's really important to also pay your artists and everything. But um, but the exposure on like an event like this is just incredible and everything. So being on the Arts and Culture Commission, you know that there's a variety of programs that we have for artists and yep. musicians. What are some of the ones that you feel are really helpful or that artists should look for? Um, the two biggest ones that I really want to like talk about today, just briefly, because like, I've been so involved in them, is obviously Arts in the Park. Um, the creation of Arts in the Park has been like just an amazing experience for bringing artistic um festivals or avenues to the neighborhood where you don't have to drive to South Tempe, downtown Phoenix. You can just walk there and you're just there and there's all sorts of cool art going on and um, they're really tailored to your neighborhood and everything. And it's an honor being one of the found the first um, people to do one of the arts in the park with Fox and Peacock back in 2018. But um, the other one that's up and coming and I've been had a pleasure to sit in the selection panel last few times is the Tempe playlist is rad. It's really cool and talk about like an opportunity for artists to be heard like on orbit buses or in various other like on the playlist in general or just other places in Tempe and the way the um, arts and culture division is using artists from that playlist to put in strategic places throughout the city in different events is just amazing. So it's great to have that roster of like here's 55 awesome bands that are in Tempe awesome. that you can just like pick out and like put them at the TCA or put them at the History Museum or something at, South, at the South uh, Sports Complex and have a festival down there. So it's just building that roster of showcasing that talent in Tempe, especially with the artists and stuff. It's just, I really love that program. It's so important to be able to support your local artists, whether it's a musician, a painter, yeah. anybody like that. Um, we will put a link to the Tempe playlist on Tempe This Week where after this podcast, you can go to win four amazing Salted Knot pretzels this weekend over at Tempe Festival of the Arts. You must enter on Friday um, because the festival is only two days, so Maria is going to meet you out there and get you a fresh, brand-new box of pretzels. Um, Roy, this is you know a great weekend to go to Festival of the Arts, Yes, but there's other things going on, too. It, it's a jam-packed weekend. What's going on? So, Chris, the neighborhood celebration is at Kiwanis Park on Saturday morning. We're giving away our awards for the best neighborhood and neighborhood events. There's free music and breakfast, vendor booths, and you'll be able to hang out with some of your favorite neighbors. 
or avoid your favorite neighbors. <laughs> whatever, whatever you choose. Tour, tour de Tempe kicks off Bike Month on Sunday. Join hundreds of uh, bike riders at Kiwanis Park for free. A 10-mile bike ride led by members of the Tempe City Council. The ride starts at 9 a.m. And the Easter Bunny is hopping around town. He'll be at Arizona Mills Mall, uh, and then he'll visit uh, Tempe Marketplace this evening, this weekend. Um, and I'm sure we'll provide more details on the site hey. as to where the Easter Bunny will be. The Easter Bunny is going to be really busy this weekend. You can find him in a lot of spots, um, you know, one spot at a time. It's been a long time since the Easter Bunny pictures. So do people still do the Easter Bunny pictures? They get dressed up in their floral clothes, put the little boys in a bow tie. Absolutely. And at at, at Arizona Mills this weekend, if you go there and visit the Easter Bunny and get your picture taken, if you show them your Tempe library card, um, they'll give you a free book. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know how, how the bunny is going to be hopping around to all these different places, but, you know, he's he's going to get there. He's going to be busy. So, Justin, you want to want to do a little something for us? Help yep. us close out the show? Absolutely. And the most delicious chocolate that's made in Tempe next week. Don't forget to enter the contest on Friday at Tempe.gov slash Tempe this week. And that is our show, Justin. Thank you so much.